with the release of Joker and all the superhero movies from 2019 are out, it's time to stop and rank all 18 superhero movies I saw from the worst to the best. Let's get to it. What's going on guys, it's Joshua aka FeatureFilmMaker3940 and superhero movie craze is all done and over with for now. I, there were 18 superhero movies that came out this year. Most of them are theatrical released, some of them were direct to video. There, there was a lot of Marvel movies and there was plenty of DC movies and yep, there was a Hellboy movie. But we're going to stop and rank all of the superhero movies I saw from my least favorite to my favorite. Now, if you all know how this goes, every year I take all the superhero movies and I rank them all from my least favorite to my favorite, and which one is be in the middle, which one that impacted me the most as far as superhero movies goes. Now, this list is subjective, so we can have a nice, friendly conversation in the comments below. Just don't be an asshole about it, because otherwise, there will be some consequences, as usual. Because, as I say on this channel, this channel is a no... Hey, no bullcrap hating zone. This is my opinion, not yours, so let's get into the ranking right now. And we're going to start off with the worst comic book movie of this year. And oh my goodness, it is none other than Hellboy 2019. Now, I understand this movie went through a hellish production, much like Dark Phoenix did, which I, that is next. This movie went through a very hectic production of tr trouble. The director and the producers clashed on set. David Harbour walked off on set. The director was locked out of the editing room, and then Lionsgate came in and interfered. You can, and so it's pretty much the fan forestic syndrome. But oh my goodness, with a great director like Neil Marshall, who gave us movies like The Descent and Doomsday and with great cast like David Harbour and Mila Jovovich and Sasha Lane and Ian McShane this should have been something awesome and plus the fact that this movie is R-rated this should have been something epitastic at the very least and what we get is a movie that is not only filled with a bunch of scenes of nothing but explanatory dialogue we get a Hellboy movie that has little to no action with the most laziest cliche stupid script I've ever seen com combined with all of these Hellboy movies wrapped up into one and honestly, it just makes me feel sad for Guillermo del Toro even more. Because I would rather... This movie reminds me so much of a Hellboy 3 that's R-rated. Which I have no problem with this movie being R-rated. I have no problem with the violence. That's good and dandy. But it feels like Guillermo del Toro would have done a better job with this. When him and Ron Perlman. And this, and this movie proves, despite David Harbour's best efforts, and he does try the best that he can with the material. Same as Sasha Lane, who could have been an interesting character, and so is Mila Jovovich. Despite the best efforts of the filmmakers and talent behind it, this is just a reboot that did not need to happen. Literally. And that's why this, for me, is the worst comic book movie of the year. And this is one of my least favorite movies of the year. But trust me, that video will come. So coming in 17th place, and it hurts me. It hurt. It hurts me having to say this, but X-Men: Dark Phoenix. Now, 
don't get me wrong, I don't hate this movie like everybody else. Oh, this yeah. isn't the worst superhero movie ever. This isn't the worst X-Men movie ever. X-Men Origins of Wolverine is still the worst movie ever. There are a few things in this movie that I like. The, the Hans Zimmer's music, some of the performances by James McAvoy and Sophie Turner and Michael Fassbender and the rest of the cast. Some, some of the effects are okay. The cinematography is good. And you do have some interesting ideas going for you. And believe me, for the first couple minutes of this movie, I was actually in it. I was actually into this movie. But at, with the but after those first couple minutes, when it gets Mystique dying, you completely do the Dark Phoenix wrong again by not making Gene the. You do focus on some act. You do it a little better the X Men last scene in terms of making her the main focus and going in space. But there's no alien race. The alien race in this movie is completely un un unsanitary. Jessica Chastain as the villain, she's a good actress and she's good in the movie for what she's given, but there's not much to her or this alien race. And this also, you can tell this movie was supposed to be three hours long. This was supposed to, and this, the first, the second act was going to be more like Captain America Civil War and Captain Marvel. But Fox had to get their greedy hands on this movie again and, and cut it down to an hour and 54 minutes. Hello, Fox. You're doing the Dark Phoenix saga again. This is one of your biggest stories. You don't take a story like this and make it an hour and 54 minutes. I know this is your last movie in the X-Men series, Fox, unless New Mutants decides to come out. But the problem, my biggest issue with Dark Phoenix is that we needed another movie to tell this to before we got to this point because you bet the original Jean Grey in the X-Men trilogy had three movies to get to that point where this version of Jean Grey has only one and that movie was Apocalypse and it's just it hurts me having to put this in at the bottom of my ranking because there are some decent enough moments in here that keeps this movie from being even worse than Hellboy but at the same time this movie is just an ultimately a disappointment is Batman Hush overall I like Batman Hush I like the story I like what they were going for here I thought that they really had some pretty entertaining elements going for you here. It's just the problem with Batman Hush is that you completely get rid of some of the some of the accurate stuff from this movie. And just this movie I get what they were trying to do, but the voice acting is fine, the acting is fine, animation looks good, it's just what I don't like some of the changes you made to the Batman Hush storyline. That's why a lot of people don't like this movie as much. But all in all, Batman Hush, I thought it was an okay Bat DC animated film and it's still pretty watchable. In 15th place is Justice League versus The Fatal Five. Now this one was actually really surprising. I really dig the story here of the Justice League going off against The Fatal Five and fighting them. And I think that makes for a very interesting concept. And it is very entertaining, but the only problem is that this movie is a little too short. I do wish this movie was a little bit longer. I do wish there there was a lot more things in this story to be fleshed out. 
but seeing the Justice League go off against the Fatal Five, it was pretty fun and it was pretty entertaining. And I can't fault the movie for doing its job. So at the end of the day, Justice League and the Fatal Five is a logical movie at best. Coming in 14th place is Men in Black International. Now, this is another disappointment, but I do. I'm going to be honest, Men in Black International, I enjoyed it for what it was. But the problem that Men in Black International has, as I said in my review of it, is that it doesn't really take enough chances in terms of, of telling the story that you're trying to tell. It doesn't really give you an interesting story. It's kind of repeating beats from the first two movies. And I know there was some clashing with this movie too in terms of what the director and what the producers and what Chris Hemsworth and Justin Thompson wanted versus what the studio wanted. And it does show in this movie. And also the villain, Liam Neeson is a great villain, but I do I do admit that the villain is so bland and that is the biggest disappointment. And also, Rebecca Ferguson, she is high as hell as Orissa. I give credit to the to makeup effects, but she, I wish she was in this movie more. But Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson and the cast, they do make this movie work with the material that it's given for them. Coming in 13th place is Ring of the Superman. Coming off of the very surprising suit death of Superman. I gotta say, this was good. This was good. And it was awesome. I gotta say, it was fun. I really like the fact that it... And it would definitely made the story very entertaining. I really love what they did here at the Cyborg Superman and all these different Supermans filling in for Clark Kent until he comes back. And the animation was great. I loved the story. I thought the acting was strong. This and Death of Superman are very strong together as their own films. And I definitely have to give credit to where credit is due because both of these movies are are great together and this definitely feels like the death of Superman coming to life and I just I give Warner Brothers and DC Animation a lot of credit for doing this even though I still like Superman Doomsday I have to say this and Ring of the Superman are the better movies so number 13 is Ring of the Superman in 12, 12th place is Avengers Endgame now I know a lot of you people really love this movie. Now I know I'm gonna get some hate because Avengers Endgame is down there on this list, but technically I have a good reason for why this movie is at the bottom of the list. Like I said before, this is definitely feel like the end of an era. It feels more like the end, the end of an era than X-Men Dark Phoenix did. Three hours and two, two minutes long, I don't feel anything except in that first half, which is the reason why I can't put this movie as high as I want to, is because the first act is, is a little slow to get through, and it's also a bit, is a bit 
overly depressing to get through because of the events of Avengers Infinity War or Infinity War Part 1. But once you get to the second and third act, that's when things really start to take off. I really love the story. I really like the final battle in this movie. So much greatness in the final battle, especially with all the Marvel Cinematic Universe girls having the girl power moment I thought that was really great and that was a good way to represent female empowerment take notes Charlie's Angels 2019 that movie hasn't came out yet but I'm pretty sure you're gonna represent female empowerment the wrong way this movie did it in one little one little moment in that final battle it did it right the acting was superb the directing was great the writing was great Seeing Tony Stark die was very hard to get through, but I gotta say, if you didn't do that, this this would have had a just as a downbeat, depressing ending as Infinity War. So, Avengers Endgame, while it's not high on my list, is definitely, definitely worth the price of admission. In 11th place is Shazam. This is a this is the other version of Captain Marvel, and I gotta say, Shazam, this was good. I had a good time with Shazam. I thought this was really fun. It was very energetic. It's great to see DC, the DCEU, getting on the right path after what people have responded with Justice League and BVS and Man of Steel. I'm in a minority with those movies. I love all the DCEU movies. There hasn't been one I hated yet. Even Suicide Squad. But Shazam had a very show that DC can be very fun and very lighthearted. And they can also play, have some serious moments while also having a big heart to match it. I really like the character of Shazam played by Zachary Levi and the, and the young kid counterparts of each character. I really didn't mind the Grace Fulton. I thought she was pretty. I, the only problem I have with Shazam is the villain problem. But at the end of the day, it doesn't take away how much fun and how much lighthearted Shazam was. Fifth place is Dragon Ball Z Super Broly. Now, if y'all know me, I not I don't watch a whole lot of Dragon Ball Z, but this this actually came off as a good surprising entertaining Dragon Ball movie because I've only seen three Dragon Ball movies Dragon Ball Resurrection F Dragon Ball Battle of Gods that crappy Dragon Ball Evolution ugh, and this movie this marks my fourth Dragon Ball movie so I gotta say the way it's a continuation of the Broly story is real is really fun I really didn't mind the way they handled this story, I really thought that the characters were really great. Seeing Goku and Broly and then Super Saiyan, which inspired Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel and Thor in the MCU for their little moments. The animation was really great. The voice acting was strong. I thought the direction was strong. I, everything in this movie stood out to me. And I literally have no issues with this movie. I have no issues with this movie. But just like with Avengers Endgame, I have no problems with the movie. It's still a 10 out of 10 movie. It's just, if you watch this movie, because it's Endgame, because it is three hours, two minutes, you are going to find yourself being, having your own opinion on the first hour. But Dragon Ball Z Super Broly, I really thought that it was a very funny experience. And 
I can't wait to watch it again. Coming in number nine, you can't have a comic book ranking without Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Wonder Woman Bloodlines was another fun movie with the character of Wonder Woman. I love the live action movie. I love the Linda Carter show. I'm excited to see Wonder Woman 1984. I don't care what the haters have to say. Wonder Woman Bloodlines was good. I like the retelling of her origin, but we also have some new villains like Cheetah and this one villain with the wings, which I pretty much liked. The animation was stellar. Rosario Dawson's voice as Wonder Woman was great. All the other voice acting was great. It didn't feel boring, it didn't feel slow, it didn't feel tedious. And all of the, the things that they do with this movie really impressed me and I really was surprised how this movie turned out. I think that this movie definitely deserves a part, a lot of attention that is gotten. And I have to say that this movie definitely definitely lived up to my hype. I didn't know this was coming out, but it lived up to my hype. Speaking of a movie that that lived up to the hype and surprised me, number eight was Joker, the first movie in the DC label of the DC villain movies. Joker, this movie, like I said, this easily could have been another case of the Venom Syndrome. But I am so happy this movie was not Venom 2.0. Joaquin Phoenix was excellent as Arthur Fleck as Joker. I love the characters of his characters of him, what he goes through in this movie, just a character study of him, he goes through hell in this movie, cause nowadays we are living in a world where we are being, we are, cause in, cause in, nowadays in our society we are living in a world where we are being, where most people with mental illness and depression and anxiety, even with people with special needs, are not being treated the way they should. And this movie told the honest truth. And and the way that it tells the story of mental illness, it really affected me watching this movie. I felt sorry for him. And Joker, he gets, Arthur Fleck, he gets his ass handed to him throughout this movie. He's not having a good life. He is dealing with the thing with his mother, which was a nice twist. You, he's dealing with trying to be a comedian and then dealing with the turning into a life of crime, which ultimately happens. And the rest of the cast was great. Zazie Beetz, Robert De Niro, Francis Conroy. The music was excellent. The cinematography and what Todd Phillips did with this movie was fantastic. And I'm just so happy that this movie definitely shut me up because I was worried to hate this movie, but I'm glad I didn't. If Joaquin Phoenix and Robert Downey Jr. doesn't get nominated, if Joaquin Phoenix doesn't get an Academy Award, if Endgame doesn't even get an Academy Award, if not even not even if Captain Marvel or Alita Battle Angel doesn't get nominated for Oscars this year, I'm going to ride because those movies have some great effects and this movie has great performance from Joaquin Phoenix. This movie definitely lives up to my expectations and I'm so happy this movie was good. Now coming in seventh place 
here is Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Finally, a movie with the original Teen Titans again. I would prefer a Teen Titans Season 6 with the original Teen Titans, but this definitely made up for what Teen Titans Go to the movies was. It does have its problems in terms of containing some of the worst elements from Teen Titans Go. It definitely lacks, has some humor that is not very funny. Some of the storyline got a little bit too weird and too complicated for its own good. And if you didn't like teen, the humor of Teen Titans Go to the movies, you ain't gonna like this. And also, it's not really anything spectacular, but it does make up for it with some amazing animation, some pretty entertaining voice acting. I love the interactions between both the old and the new. And you have a great final battle between these two incarnations. Some entertaining humor that is worthy, that I do enjoy. And you do have a lot of entertaining elements in this movie that does make this movie work watchable. So I gotta say, Teen Titans go to the movies. It's, it's, it's good. Coming in sixth place is Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, if you're a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan or a Batman fan, this this movie may or may not be for you. But for me, personally, I absolutely really enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed Batman versus I enjoyed seeing Batman interact with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, especially with Donatello. And I like the style of the visual style in here. I think the voice acting was still really great. There were a few moments that didn't really click right with me, but for the most part, I do feel like that this movie definitely lived up to the expectations that it needed to, and it definitely surprised me in more ways than I thought it would, which is what a movie like this should do. And I'm very glad that this wasn't, wasn't, this didn't suck. I'm very happy that this movie didn't suck. It did have its moments where I felt like it was getting a little too real. It did have its moments where I felt like, what is going on here? But at the end of the day, I still thought Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a fun time. And now, this leads me into the top five movies I consider to be the best superhero movies of the year. Coming in fifth place is Spider-Man Far From Home. Now, I know there is a bunch of people on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever, they don't like this new version of Spider-Man at all. They don't like this new, what the MCU has done to them because they're relying too much on Avengers reference and it's not enough risk taking. That's fine. If you think Spider-Man 2 is still the best movie ever, that's fine. If you think Homecoming is still better, that's fine. I can't change your mind, but Spider-Man Far From Home ended the first half of this Marvel Cinematic Universe on a bang for me. I really love Tom Holland. Once again, it's Spider-Man. Seeing what he has to go through after Tony died. Yes, I gave away a spoiler for Avengers Endgame. You should have seen the movie. It came out back in April. If you ain't seen the movie, I don't know what you've been doing. You must have been hiding on the rock or something. But Spider-Man Far From Home definitely entertained me in a lot of ways. I really love the humor. The, most of the humor isn't as funny as the first Spider-Man movie in this MCU, but it still really landed where it needs to be. 
Mysterio was a great villain. He's pro he's probably one of my my third favorite villain in the Spider-Man franchise so far. But Jake Gyllenhaal did a really great job. I really like the fact that they went outside New York and went to a different location. The elementals were so cool, and it's the way seeing them done. I love the post-credit scene with J. Jonah Jameson. Zendaya was also once again she was great. I like Zendaya in this movie. Marissa Tomei, she was great. John Favreau was great. It was great to see Maria Hill get a lot of screen time, even though I know the twist involving her and Nick Fury. But Samuel Jackson and Kobe Smaller still did a really good job. The action was on point. John Watts' direction and the writing was solid. I really did think that they put a lot of work into this one, and I can't wait to see what they do with Spider-Man 3 and 4 in the MCU. And thank God that Disney and Sony has allowed him to be in the MCU for a couple few more movies, plus a cameo, while also allowing him to be in the Sony Venom Cinematic Universe. And hopefully by either the third MCU movie with Spider-Man or the fourth one, hopefully they bring in Miles Morales in live action because I would love to see Miles Morales in live action. It's not going, it's not going to top Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, but I'm expecting some good things if they do beat, I mean bring him into Spider-Verse. Or it's going to be controversial. And why? Because this is an M. Night Shyamalan movie. This is a movie either you love it or you hate it. And me, I'm on the side of love. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about M. Night Shyamalan's Glass. This is the final movie in the Unbreakable trilogy that M. Night Shyamalan has been built making for for a couple of years ever since that first Unbreakable. Split was really great as well, but I gotta say, this is one of the more underrated underappreciated and overlooked movies of this year besides the phenomenal acting by everyone especially James McAvoy, Bruce Willis, Ian Taylor-Joy, Sarah Paulson, and Samuel Jackson for me what this movie did it deconstructed the superhero genre which is always something I love seeing in terms of storytelling with this genre I love when heroes and villains are peeled, layered by layers, diving into the meaning of both sides. The main criticism that has come from the movie is the lack of action and fighting between the Beast and David and the second half and that ending. But that wasn't the point of the movie. A lot of people just had different expectations. You wanted a thrown through buildings, wall to wall, hand to hand combat, typical superhero movie. But you didn't get that. That wasn't the point of this movie. The point of Glass was is this was a character study. This was a character breakdown. I really love how they broke down all the characters. Yes, I do wish Bruce, Bruce Willis was in this movie a little bit more. I do wish Ian Taylor Joy was in this movie a little more. But. Everything else was great, from the acting, to the direction, to the music. The whole Clover secret organization involving Sarah Paulson's character was amazing. The way it was executed, it wasn't done with a lot of exposition. You found out when you needed to, and I liked that. It was shocking. This is definitely one of my favorite movies of the year. Definitely my fourth favorite superhero movie year for a reason. That was so much more than people were expecting. This is just like Batman vs Superman and Watchmen. Except you take Watchmen and what if M. Night Shyamalan did it. So, 
I know a lot of people have the problem with all three of the characters, main characters dying, but for me, I don't have a problem with it because M. Night Shyamalan, he wanted to do what what he needed to do. This is an M. Night Shyamalan movie and he's going to do whatever you want, whether you like it or not. So at the end of the day, I am going to give Glass the, 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 the placing of number four. Getting into the top three favorite superhero movies of 2019 and this movie is a very divisive movie and it is Brightburn. Brightburn took it took a premise that it took the premise of what if Superman was evil. That's what I really love with Brightburn is that you take the idea you take Superman's origin story and you make it into what if Superman was evil in the in the face of case of Brandon, and Brandon was a pretty cool villain this year. Yes, there's not a lot of development for him, and there's not a lot of motivation for the parents. But and it is basically by the numbers. But Brightburn still succeeded for me in what this movie wanted to do. This movie was bloody, it was violent, especially with the scene with him breaking the little girl's hand, which I didn't expect to see that in, the, in this movie, especially because it's produced by James Gunn. And then, especially the sequel bait ending, I didn't really care for that. And also, what you do with the dad in this movie was so freaking stupid. It just made me appreciate. It just made me want to say, kill him, Brandon. But the acting was great from the kid who plays Brandon. Elizabeth Banks was great. David Denman was great. The song Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. That was great. Good direction. It could have took a lot more chances. But if there is a sequel, I would definitely be interested in seeing it. So Brightburn is just awesome. Brightburn was awesome. I like it. If you don't like it, that's cool. Coming in second place is Captain Marvel. A lot of people just bash this movie for no reason. But this movie was, this is a movie that is under the radar. Another movie that is under the radar here. And I don't know why so many people hate this movie because of Brie Larson and because of what she said. But the hate was unjustified with Captain Marvel. I'm going to say it again. The hate was unjustified. I don't see what all the fuss is about. You people are only bashing this movie because you didn't get the Captain Marvel movie you wanted. So what? Mar this is the MCU. They're gonna make changes. You think the X-Men are they are gonna make changes, but they're still gonna be pretty accurate when we get the X-Men in the MCU. But Brie Larson, she was pretty great as Captain Marvel. I really think the tr the visuals were really great. I really thought the, her in relationship with Nick Fury was great, the action sequences were great, the direction was really awesome. There were a couple of characters that felt like they shouldn't have been here, especially Ronan the Accusing. The villain was very boring, but it's not Jude Law's fault. And also, it does feel like it's too many people writing the script, and the first act is a little unevenly paced. But it's still, and I will give you this, the only negative I'll give to you with Carol is that there's not much development for her. But for what this movie 
was. Captain Marvel lived up to my expectations. It did what he wanted needed to do. It, su it succeeded in what it wanted to do. There was a good reason why my friend John Avenger loves this movie. So I can't wait to see more of this character. I loved her in game, especially that line that she had, which is that, that she said. Y'all know what she's talking about in the, at the end of the movie. But I'm just gonna gonna say it. I will buy this on Blu-ray. It hopefully, if I do get the Infinity Saga box set with all 23 movies, I will put this will be a part of my Blu-ray collection because I don't hate the movie like everybody else. So, in number two is Captain Marvel for the second best superhero movie of the year. But there can only be one movie to take to top Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home. That movie is Alita, Alita Battle Angel. This movie, this movie did not deserve. This movie did not deserve to flop at the box office. I don't know why this movie underperformed the way you did, but I guess it's because the movie wasn't marketed enough. I don't because it was released on Valentine's Day. But the only, I do have my problems here. I didn't really care for the love story, and also I I did have a problem with the sequel by ending, which I hope we get a sequel to because I would love to see more of Alita. And, and this character because she's she's such awesome to, to, to be fun around and Rosa Salazar's performance was great I thought the acting was great Robert Rodriguez this is his best movie he's directed since the Spy Kids movies and the El Marachi trilogy even though I like Machete and the music was great the visual style the world was great I do wish there was a little more characterization for most of our characters, but it's really Alita and the story and the and, and the visual effects and production design that draws you in. And if this movie doesn't get anything the Oscars, this Joker, Endgame, or Captain Marvel, at least give Captain Marvel best visual effects. If this movie doesn't get anything the Oscars, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna riot. But Alita Battle Angel, this is a great film. I will I will put this in my collection because this is because this is a good movie. This is a good movie. So yeah, that's all of 18 superhero movies ranked. I'm sorry this was a little lengthy, but I was trying to speed through most of these movies as long as I can. But some of them I did have to go in detail a little more. But anyways, that is my thoughts. On my ranking of all the 2019 comic book movies from the worst to the best in the comment section down below tell me what is your ranking of each superhero movies down below which one is your favorite which one is your least favorite are you which one is your most surprising which one is your most disappointing which is the most underrated was the most overrated was the most disappointing was the most was your guilty pleasure let's talk all that down below as far as comic book movies ranked down below we're, all, we're not going to agree, so if you have a different opinion, that's fine. I'll take that. Be sure to follow all my social media links in the description box down below, as well as my merchandise store, where you can buy official Future Filmmaker 3940 Reviews merchandise. You guys keep cool. Join the epic this, and I'll see you in the next video. Peace out. Let, let, let's keep going with Super Strong with 2020 Superhero Movies.